Welcome to the Seattle Public Library's Podcasts for Teens. These teen podcasts are by teens and for teens. They run the gamut from author readings and music performances to discussions and book reviews by the Teen Center Advisors. These podcasts are brought to you by the Seattle Public Library and Foundation with the help of the library's teen advisors. To learn more about our teen programs, including how to become a Teen Center Advisor, visit our website at www.spl.org. To learn how you can help the library by volunteering or supporting its foundation, go to www.foundation.spl.org. The podcast you're about to hear was recorded in 2010. All right, I'm Hayden, and we're here with the Team Center Advisors, and today we're talking about what they look for in the books that they read. Um, so I'm going to open it up. What do you guys look for? What kind of books... When you scan the shelves at the library at a bookstore, what are you hoping to find? Sam? <laughs> oh, all right. Um, oh, and say your name before you start talking, if you don't mind, so we know who you are. Okay, well, I'm Sam, and uh, I like really, really gloomy books. I don't know why. Uh, I like books about the end of the world and books about, you know, people and, uh, you know, oppressive dictatorships. I don't know why. It's just, I, I like gloomy books. My name is Audrey. And the book I really like, it's like, they have the unique characters. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, what would make a unique character to you? Um, think of their, like, take responsible, kind of. Yeah. So they're, like, they're taking responsibility and... Yeah, think of their life and act before they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I look for books um, that have situations or characters that are really imaginative and unique, but at the same time... Um, uh, it's realistic enough or well developed enough that I can really relate to it. Okay. Yeah, my name's Connie. Um, I really like books that you can relate to definitely. And yes, they have to be unique and stuff. And I like happier books, not like really gloomy, depressing books <laughs> that you can relate to. So you and Sam have slightly different tastes. Yes, slightly. Go ahead. So what, what kind of happy books do you like? Well, I don't like overly like fantasy princessy books, but like books that give you a bright look on the future. Yeah. Not like the end of the world. <laughs> sometimes interesting. Cool. Um, well, I'm, when I'm searching the shelves for a book, usually I just go straight to the fantasy section. Yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of like narrow-minded, but I mean, it's just the kind of book I like. It's like, um, but when I find an author I like, I mean, I'll go to. I'll look at his other books, even if they're not fantasy. So you guys who like fantasy, and um, Sam too, because you like a lot of people talk about fantasy and science fiction as being speculative fiction, mm-hmm. fiction that's not necessarily re- realistic, but it's about kind of what if. What if things were like this? What if things were like that? Whether in the future or in an alternate world or whatever. What is it about that stuff that draws you to it more than anything else? Um, Eli? <laughs> well... Um, I really like fantasy books and sci-fi, I guess, because, you know, if someone has to write a book like that, they really have to be creative enough to create, like, a whole new world, and I need them to be, like, more descriptive enough that I can really, like, tell that this could be real. Like, it's not shallow. Like, some fantasy books, they're just, like, they're so focused on, like, adventure and action that they, if you, like look hard enough at it, there's no really character development or, like, world, I guess. Yeah, cool. Okay. Can I? 
Um, I like it, um, like you said, when they're, you know what you just said. Um, <laughs> um, but I also kind of like it when the world is, when the world is entirely different and, like you said, it's a lot of creativity and it's interesting to try and figure out what was in the author's mind when they were creating this pretty much alternate place. Cool. Um. I'm Aiden, and one thing I like about fantasy is it, it really forces the author to be creative because if you can tell outright when you're reading fantasy, whether or not the author understands the world that they're writing about. And so many fiction books, the authors just skate past by assuming that you live in the world that they're talking about, and so you know what's going on. But a fantasy author really has to work to construct and understand an alternate world. Do you guys think that fantasy authors sometimes fail at that? Like, do you ever read a fantasy book and oh, yeah. think, like, oh, that doesn't fit? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I think that a lot of fantasy books go a little too over the top yeah. with uh, trying, you know. And I don't. A lot of people will disagree with me on this, but I hate books with magic because yes. I think <clears throat> magic is it, it just it. It adds a whole new random element to uh, <laughs> to the um, the the books that it's just oh you know it's magic. You can they can very easily throw questions. Uh, you might have out of the way, and I think it's lazy. That's so interesting. Thank you. I'm Rhiannon, um, and I guess like I really like fantasy, but I really like fiction at the same time, or kind of realistic at the same time. And I do like magic. I think like the most important thing is that the world and the magic has to have rules towards to it. So it feels it it's kind of understood that this that you can't do whatever you want. So. My name is Audrey, and last year I have wrote. Um, our language art teacher wanted us to write a story about science fictions, and I wrote about something magic. And actually, before I wrote that, I have to do a lot of research so to make it seem real. So it is hard to write about magics, and you have to do more research than other books. So I think it's kind of when someone's the others wrote about something like magic or stuff, they actually do a research and try to make a connection. Did, did I hear from over here that there might have been somebody who wanted to chime in on the magic question? <laughs> uh, you want to go? Okay, so I'm Eli again, and I guess sometimes magic can be sort of like, oh, you know, I've totally, that totally stole an idea from another book I read. Like, I hate it when you find, like, a book you're reading and, like, the magic thing comes up and it's way too similar to something else, like to Harry Potter or something like that, and it's just like... Okay, if you're not creative to make up your own system, don't use it. <laughs> and so I just like when they have something really new that like makes sense and it's like way different than like Harry Potter or other books with magic in them. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm Maddie and I agree with Sam about magic. I like to hear scientific explanations for things. I read a lot of sci-fi, so I get that a lot. But it's true, like everyone liked Harry Potter. But after it came out, a lot of authors would just put magic in without really thinking about it as a side note. But if it's all about kind of magic, like Harry Potter, I can see where that goes. I think sometimes magic um, can be used for like deeper meaning and stuff too. Like I'm, I'm really blanking on the genre, but Gabriel Garcia Marquez, like what is it? Um, I mean, 
magical realism. And it's not necessarily magic, but it's using it for kind of more themes. Cool. Anybody else want to chime in on the, the, the hot magic debate? No? Okay. What else? Is, are there other things that anybody is totally sick of? Like if I ever see an, if I never see another X book, it'll be too soon. What about um, oh vampires? Yeah. Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of nodding about vampires. Um, anybody want to defend vampires? You're not sick of vampires, right? Well, no. I am, <laughs> I am. I guess I think like it. Ultimately, for me at least, it doesn't matter so much whether it's vampires or werewolves, but how well it's written and whether it says what they do. I mean, um, what was it? Uh, uh, Blood and Chocolate? Um, like, that is a good vampire book. And um, and she takes, like, themes and ideas that have been used many times before, um, and that Curtis Claus, I think, but uses them well. I think you can do that. about vampire werewolf romances. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if they're in a story, but they, they should just be... It should, should be actually by <laughs> Yes. Mac, you just joined us. Do you want to scoot closer to a mic and tell us um, what you look for in a book or what you're sick of in books? I think there are too many of in teen fiction right now. Well, I definitely agree with the vampire thing. It's like everything's copying Twilight. Left it at one. <laughs> like, um, yeah. What was the other part? What do you like? What do you look for? Um, I don't know. I like nice stories. Stories that are like, <laughs> like maybe ones not about high school kids. I mean, we are high school kids. We get a lot of that. We get a lot of high school kids. <laughs> So I, I like to read things not about high school kids. It's refreshing. Yeah. A little more safe. Yeah. Cool. Well, what about um, what about other genres like um, I don't know. Like, do you guys do you want a book to be funny? Do you think sometimes funny books try too hard? Do you think do you wish that the books that you read had more action? Less action. Um. Well. The Discworld series, um, I don't know if any of you know that. Awesome I really series. like that those series. I mean, I think he does a really good job of combining fantasy and like a really interesting fantasy world with like actually funny humor. Um, really also, funny humor. Do you know Air Affair? Um, no, I don't. Okay. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? A little okay. Bit? Um, it's um. It's this world, it's a literary world, basically, where you can go into books um, and the characters can come out of it. And um, it's hard to explain, but it's just, it's very imaginative and it's very funny. Um, it's more adult, but definitely you can read it as a teen. I think that's a good example. Oh, sort of like, like Inkheart, sort of the same idea? Sort of, but better and funnier. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think on the humor thing, uh, I read all of John Green's books, and uh, uh. he, like, He'll do really serious issues, but in throughout the books, he's got a lot of really good humor. Yeah. Cool. Any other funny books that you guys would recommend? Dave Barry's pretty funny. Oh. I guess fantasy, maybe sci-fi. Uh, the Bar Maze trilogy. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. Those are good. Those are, good. Those are funny. Humorous. I like them. What about what do you guys see as like the things that are really 
popular in teen fiction right now. So we talked about vampires, magic, sort of Harry Potter, knockoff kind of stuff. Do you, is there anything else that you see as being like really, really prevalent right now? The world is like click books. I just finished that. <laughs> I, and I've read a couple of them. I mean, they're not really my, my particular type, but yeah. I like like there's a lot of those. The ending's bad. I'm going to say that right now. What else? So you get, who, has anybody else read the Click Click? So like things like Click and Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl, Pretty Little Liars. Are you guys watching that TV show? TV show? I've watched a couple. <laughs> kind of fun. Um, anything else? Like any other genres that you see as being really popular right now? Or is there anything else that you wish were more popular that you wish you could read more of, but you just can't find it? I think I think there are some really well done high school books, like Year of um, Secret Assignments by an Australian author. Um, those are just great, and I, I feel like they're great because they're relatable, but they're also unique. And I wish there were more of those. Anybody else? Well, um, I uh, I picked this book up off of your shelf. Actually, this was like a two year old advanced copy. Uh, it was a book called Truancy, and I'd never heard of it. Have you, has anyone else heard of it? It's a, but it's like it is a high school book, but it's set way in the future, and it's about like a, I don't know, it's it's weird, but I liked it. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange book. I've never read that, but another teen librarian that I know read it, and she really liked it. Yeah, it was definitely good. Yeah. So more stuff like that. Yeah. I mean that that that's the good side of the high school book, mm -hmm. in my opinion, but. Um, yeah, I think high school books are good when they don't really focus on stereotypes a lot because I get tired of that and I kind of get a bad rap from all those. Like everyone will read them and then I get a lot of comments like, you actually read books? And it's kind of shocking to think that no one really sees kind of individual teenagers. I don't know if it's just because it's such a time of change that people don't notice it, but... So what do you see as being some books that kind of are just, that kind of reduce teens to stereotypes? Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> That's a wide variety. And the click yeah. is really bad about that, like sorting people into a bunch of different classes. And I've noticed that sometimes the most popular people are the most individual or unique or they're just really funny. It's not because they're into fashion or whatever. Although that's true. Yeah. I walked into high school and I, I was, it's true. <laughs> a lot of it's true, but. You mean about the popular people just having really good clothes or? Well, it's kind of all those stereotypes like you read books about high school before you go. Um, and I said, that's, there's no way that's true. <laughs> and then I walked into school and was like, yep. It is. <laughs> Do the rest of you guys agree with that? Some of it, yeah. yeah. Sort of. Not as bad, but yeah. Well, I, I guess going into high school, I expected there to be like singing and dancing in the hallways. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. Only a little though. There was an orchestra. <laughs> I, I think going into an all boys school made it, so that really didn't exist. <laughs> no singing and dancing yeah. day, huh? <laughs> Actually, there is singing. It's surprising. Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, do you guys have like a choir? Oh, like uh, well, we do a choir, but what it was, it was like during one of our assemblies, someone played a thousand miles and like the whole school sang. <laughs> Do you guys do you guys think that's true? Do you think that um, 
realistic books about high school, or you know, I mean, realistic sort of in quotes, but do you think that books that try to portray high school realistically, do you think they overblow, like, that bullying is a big problem? Like, that's certainly a really hot topic these days. Adults are very, very worried about bullying. Do you guys feel like... Oh, well, like, I, there's a lot of books that seem to be, like, there's about, high, like, a school or, like, middle or high school, and there's, like, at least one person. It's a bully, and they pick on everybody, and it's, like... No, it doesn't really. I mean, I, I don't know. Here, maybe it's just because I go to good schools, but I um, think a lot but, of it is that theoretically works when your high school is a hundred students, but right. when you're in Seattle and there's no high school smaller than three hundred students and most of them are over a thousand, it's just not a possibility. It's too much work for one bullet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like like the whole thing where you know people get into cliques and the cliques hate each other. That kind of doesn't work when there's sixteen hundred kids. Like, yeah. you can't have a group of 100 people who exclude this group of 500 people because these people are just good, but these people aren't. Yeah. It just doesn't work. I don't, yeah. The one thing I will say, having just moved to Seattle, is that where I used to live in Annapolis, Maryland, it was definitely a lot worse and a lot closer to, like, the stereotypes, and there were some clicks. But I feel like it could be partly just, like, Seattle's own little awesome. bubble, but... <laughs> well, I don't know if I, I should um, be glad or sad to hear that, but... Um, <laughs> Anybody else before we before we wrap it up? It's been really enlightening. Yeah. I just want to say something about the whole most books portraying that. I think that's true of a lot of books, but there's some really good books out there like Audrey White. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that where the characters are just random and quirky, and you can totally connect with them, and they aren't all stereotypical. So I think that's pretty cool. Awesome. Thank you for closing us on that note of hope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See that ruins it for me. <laughs> this podcast was presented by the Seattle Public Library and Foundation and made possible by your generous contributions to the Seattle Public Library Foundation. Thanks for listening.